You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you're a 415er, you're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415, hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network 95.7 The Game. It's Mark Grandy. It's Evan Giddings. Mark, my man, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Evan. I feel like it's been a, a while since we uh, we last caught up here on an episode of the 415ers. I know that's just the way that the offseason is, and we're, we're coming to you here on a Tuesday instead of a Monday. But uh, we wanted to, uh, I know Brock Purdy's in, in Texas, you know, catching up with his surgeon before the surgery tomorrow on Wednesday. So we, we wanted to obviously try to, try to time up these episodes with a little more of that timeline, because that's the most important thing for the 49ers going on. So uh, all that said, uh, it's been a while, so it's it's good to be on with you once again here on the 415ers. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. I got my Iowa State uh, shaker bottle for oh, those wow. watching on YouTube. Go clones, am yeah, I right? I'll, I'll call it Brock. No, it was a giveaway in uh, some <laughs> some protein bar package I bought, and it just happened to so be uh, you know one from Ames. So okay. shout out to the Cyclone. Shout out to Brock Purdy. I'm feeling a little bit under the weather, weather for those of you um, probably noticing at this point. But we power on on the 415ers. So, Mark, you know, obviously everything this week is surrounding the 49ers quarterback. And, of course, his surgery is going to be on Wednesday. He's getting things checked out on Tuesday with his doctor. Uh, this episode being released on Tuesday morning. And so, you know, we thought it'd be kind of appropriate just to sort of go around the NFC and see where you know, Brock Purdy, Trey Lance. I think more specifically, Brock Purdy to me, Mark, is, is the topic of conversation until we find out otherwise. Yeah. Um, but basically, you know, how would you sort of rank the 49ers signal callers within the national football conference? Like how do you sort of stack them up against what the rest of the league or rest of the conference is looking like? It's kind of a wild conversation because you just think when you hear that question, like, oh, there's no way he could be, you know, in the top five, like Brock Purdy hasn't done enough to even be near that level. But then you just look team by team, Evan. And you start to think kind of how devoid of talent this conference is at the quarterback position. And you can very very well make a case for him to be, you know, in in the top five. And I mean, there are, uh, you know, not not a ton of teams in in every conference, uh, but, you know, top five, that that's that's still pretty good. I mean, clear at the top probably is is Jalen Hurts right now with Tom Brady's retirement. There might not be any anyone else holding him down. Uh, if we're doing this specifically for next season, I mean, Kyler Murray is a torn ACL. He's out of this conversation entirely, and who knows if if he's even similar to where he he was prior to the injury when he does eventually come back. I know we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers in a little bit. I don't know who I'd – I wouldn't feel comfortable picking Aaron Rodgers to be – anything consistently great again. So I don't know how I feel about that. Dak Prescott, we talked a lot about that the week leading up to the postseason game against the Niners. Would you take Brock Purdy? Would you take Dak Prescott? I think at the very worst for the Niners, it's a pick em between those two. Uh, so it's not like Dak Prescott is clearly a better quarterback. Daniel Jones, a fun story. 
in the NFC West, specifically Matthew Stafford, is his elbow going to be back to normal? If it is, okay, he's probably better than Brock Purdy. What do you feel about Geno Smith? Great story, but can he keep it up? I guess, long story short, Evan, uh, maybe it's it's more a result of everyone else around you know Brock Purdy at the quarterback position in this conference. But Brock Purdy's got to be in the conversation for top five in the NFC, as, as wild as that sounds, uh, just simply because there's not a lot of others that you could clearly make the case are better than him at, at this given point, which is interesting to say, considering he's only started less than half of a season. Well, it's kind of like our last episode. We were talking about the 49ers path, right, through the NFC. Yeah. Like, that's the reason why we feel so confident in them getting back to where they were this past year or perhaps even further is because of the competition around them. And of course, big part of the competition is the quarterback position. <laughs> so I, d- I do feel like it depends on how we qualify it. If you were just basing quarterbacks on last year, I do think there is a case that Brock Purdy has a place in the top five because even if you're looking at, say, uh, you know, a talent like Aaron Rodgers, or you're looking at a talent like Kyler Murray pre-injury, those guys didn't really perform the way they had in previous years. Uh, Dak Prescott was pretty solid, but as we saw, has flaws when it comes to a big moment. And unfortunately, Brock Purdy never got a chance to show whether he could or could not step up in that big moment. Um, So I think there is an, an argument, a case for him being a top five quarterback last season, despite having a small sample size. I mean, I know he didn't qualify, but if you just take his QBR, uh, it's better than Patrick Mahomes was last year. And no one's <laughs> saying that he's a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes, but the number, but the numbers that Brock Purdy was putting up puts him in sort of elite level conversation, but but puts him in a group with names that you would generally associate for the league's elite. Um, if you're looking at what's moving on ahead, I mean, I just kind of have my list of quarterbacks that I would rather have for next season, and Brock Purdy is. He's pretty close to the top five. He's not quite there yet, but I've sort of broken it down into um, Jalen Hurts would be my number one. Yeah. Jared Goff would be my number two. Sneaky up there. I was just going to ask you about him. Yeah. Really? And not just because he went to Cal. Uh, (laughs) Number three would be Geno Smith, actually, because I do think what he did this past season. (laughs) There you go, Mark. For those watching on YouTube, Mark just pulled up a Cal Cup just, just, just for your boy. I feel like this might have been left in here by you. It's just randomly sitting in it here. Definitely was. <laughs> it absolutely was. And then, you know, I, I am looking at, honestly, I, I think Dak Prescott is, is a guy right now who's shown me a little bit more in the league, even though he hasn't been able to perform in the playoffs. Um, you know, Brock Purdy doesn't have as much of a sample size for me. And then right there, I'm looking at, uh, you know, if, if Kyler Murray was healthy, honestly, I think I would probably rather have Kyler just because I do think having a dual threat quarterback in today's game is a little more valuable than a primarily pocket passing quarterback. Uh, but I would rather have Brock Purdy instead of Matthew Stafford. I would rather have Brock mm. Purdy instead of Kirk Cousins. I would rather have Brock Purdy instead of a guy like Justin Fields. And I know Aaron Rodgers is kind of in that flux area because we don't know whether he's going to stay, whether he's going to go. Although it sounds like there's a lot of people in Green Bay who don't want him around. So Brock Purdy to me is just on the outside of the top five. If you're looking at next year, assuming health. And if you're looking at things that he did this past season, I'd be hard pressed to keep him out of my top five among NFC quarterbacks. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, as you, you kind of go through the teams, uh, as I was saying earlier, you, you're kind of shocked at just 
not necessarily how bad the quarterbacks are in this conference, but just how average there are. There aren't really that many elite guys. When you say, and people would probably argue with you that, that you would pick, you know, Jared Goff second in this conference, uh, you can make a case for it, but I, there will be people that disagree. But the point is, if you could make a case for that, and it's nothing against Jared Goff, I'm not trying to disparage him. We know his story and, and we know how, you know, his tenure with the Rams ended. It was not pretty after that Super Bowl appearance. He was really bad. Uh, but he's had a couple of really good seasons, specifically this most recent one with the Lions. So so you're right. He has catapulted himself near the top of this conversation. Now, there is that, you know, number one spot for Jalen Hurts. And as it currently stands, there's a gigantic gap, a gigantic layoff before you reach number two, I would argue. Um, but if you don't have Jared Goff at the worst in your what, top top four, top three, you're probably focusing too much on your previous, you know, uh, opinion of what Jared Goff was as a quarterback with the Rams. And you haven't really given him a fair shake with the Lions because he was really good last year. And we spent so much time, I guess me specifically, talking about of the Niners potential first round opponents. It was, you know, the Commanders. It was the Lions. It was the Seahawks. I was most worried about the Lions, and a big part of that, really the only reason because their offense was just terrible, was because of Jared Goff and their their offense. Pardon me, the Lions' defense was terrible, but the the offense was great, and a big reason was because of Jared Goff and his ability to push the ball down the field, use his many weapons. They have you know good running backs as well, and I, and I know I'm getting off topic, but but the larger point is if you can make a case for Jared Goff as the second-best quarterback in the NFC – it is a conference in which you should be able to take advantage of if you are a Niners team that has the roster that they have as well, which, which I know that it's something we'll get into as well. But your point about Aaron Rodgers, even if he is still in the NFC, say he goes or he stays with Green Bay, say he goes somewhere else, potentially he goes to the NFC South, with, which basically have four question marks at their quarterback position right now. If he, even if he stays in the NFC, I'm not sure I'm picking him over Brock Purdy, but I would bet he probably goes to the AFC, maybe to the Jets. Somewhere in the AFC would be my guess for Aaron Rodgers, and then you throw him out of the conversation entirely, and you know that's that's another potential leg up for Brock Purdy when it comes to these rankings. So I'm with you. Brock Purdy deserves to be sniff, sniffing the top five right now uh, because where else would you put him? He's certainly not in the bottom half of quarterbacks in this conference, because the bottom half of quarterbacks in this conference are essentially career journeymen. I mean, that's where this conference is right now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I do think it is probably maybe a, a little unfair because we are looking at these quarterbacks from their situations. Like, I, yeah, I guess right. one thing, if we had to reorder the quarterbacks based on, okay, like how would each of these guys look in San Francisco? I mean, yep. like if we're talking about everything being equal, 
is Brock Purdy as good of a quarterback as um, right now as as even a, a Geno Smith? Um, maybe, but Geno Smith might look really good with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and George Kittle. So we can only do that. To me, as far as Trey Lance is concerned, because there's a very real possibility he is the starting quarterback for San Francisco next season, or at some point could be. I do think wherever you have Justin Fields, to me, Trey Lance is one below him. Um, yeah. Just because, not not of the, not, I don't think they have a similar a similar skill set, but I think they have a, a similar uh, talent base, which is being very raw. Justin Fields is more of a runner. Trey Lance is more of a passer. But to me, they're both very unproven and, of course, will be inextricably linked because of their draft class. So to me, Justin Fields has the sample size at this point, has the experience, and has also the failures on his resume that Trey Lance hasn't been allowed to get yet. Uh, so to me, you know, if you're having Justin Fields around your top 10, probably outside of it, uh, Trey Lance would be one slot below him. That's how I guess I would factor in Trey Lance. That's fair. I'm not exactly sure where I'd put Trey Lance because I, I think kind of what you're getting at, you just simply don't know yet. So if, if you have to go off what you know, I'd, I'd probably be there with you. He'd be in the bottom third, you know, probably. Uh, I think it makes sense to, to have Justin Fields maybe just a, a tick above Trey Lance. I do think we kind of get in this mindset when it comes to quarterbacks specifically. And I think this is the case for Justin Fields, Evan. It's man he helped me win fantasy games this year he's a good quarterback he he hasn't really been a good quarterback yet he's made some electric plays with his legs and he has won you some fantasy football matchups yes no one is debating that I remember playing against him when he had like two rushing touchdowns of 60 yards and I wanted to cry that whole game watching him run I think it was the Detroit Lions that Lions defense uh let me down um but he hasn't really been a good quarterback yet either. He has made those great plays with his legs. He's made a couple of nice throws here and there, but just because he's, he's a good fantasy quarterback does not just immediately translate to good quarterbacking skills on the football field. If you're trying to win games. So I would caution people to not get a little too excited over Justin Fields or really any young quarterback for that matter. Um, when you are focusing maybe a little more so on the fantasy side of things as opposed to anything else. But I, I do understand your larger point, and I do think I agree. Just because Justin Fields has started a season plus now, uh, he deserves to have a, a leg up over Trey Lance, who, as we know, has struggled to stay on the field at all. Uh, now, maybe that changes this season, Evan, and maybe you we're having this conversation one year from now, and it's entirely flipped, and maybe Trey Lance is in the top five if he has a great season. But but as of right now, Trey Lance hasn't done anything, whether it's fair or not, uh, to to really deserve being up any higher than, as you said, probably the bottom third in the conference. And that's probably the biggest takeaway from this NFC list. However you cut it, however you slice it, however you grade it, there is room for growth. There yes. is room to move up. Every spot is up for grabs, in my opinion, except for number one, except for the runner-up MVP, which is Jalen Hurts. Anywhere else? Two through 14, Brock Purdy or Trey Lance or whoever's going to quarterback the San Francisco 49ers next season could be number two, could be number 14. It does not matter. To me, the NFC right now is clamoring for a quality quarterback to step up, not named Jalen Hurts. If Jared Goff fell off a cliff next year, even though I don't think he will, I wouldn't be surprised. Same for Geno Smith. Same for Dak Prescott. Same for literally anybody else in this conference not named Jalen Hurts. And so Brock Purdy and Trey Lance 
are young. They have their careers ahead of them. They have room to get better. And to me, that in this conference is exactly where you want to be. So either way you slice it, I think the Fort Anders quarterback room is in good shape. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, we, we've, and I know I said this a few weeks ago, maybe it was right after the loss in the NFC championship game, but there's no hiding. This isn't a good situation the Niners are in right now with both of their quarterbacks being injured, Evan. Like, ideally, you want your guys being healthy in the offseason. I know Trey Lance is very close to being fully healthy and assuming there's nothing major that goes wrong. And, you know, with Niner quarterbacks, you never know. So, so fingers crossed for Trey. Uh, he will be good to go for OTAs, and he should have a relatively normal offseason. Uh, but you still don't want both of your young quarterbacks to be hurt. But if you can assume relative health, and maybe even if it takes Brock Purdy a little bit longer than expected, maybe he doesn't have much of a training camp. Still, having two young quarterbacks on rookie deals who, at least to some extent, you believe can win you games, at least keep you competitive for the time being, that's a, a position that a lot of teams in the NFC would trade you for. So th there's a certain level of, uh, I don't know, nerves because of the injuries. But if things go normal, I think the Niners are content, as Kyle Shanahan said, content enough with their quarterback position that they're not going to be trying to do anything outside of what they currently have. I think they're happy enough. Yeah, I'm with you 100%.